0: Welcome back everyone, the Gala Region Region News at 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 8. Hi, I'm Robin. Hi, I'm Duncan. Hi, I'm Neil. We are going to be a podcast primarily focusing on everything Pokemon. Welcome back everyone to the Gala Region News at 8, episode 19. And as is a custom around here, we have myself, Robin, the uh, King of Games see if you two get the reference that I'm making there. No. I don't... Feel, no, uh, I was making a reference to Yu-Gi-Oh! Which I thought you would have got, Duncan, at the very least. Um, until, um, until we start,
1: like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, I have not seen an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! in at least like 15 years, probably. So...
2: Disappointed. No. Well, well, if we're if we're rolling with the crossovers, then I am Neil, the three star Dragon Ball.
0: Team three star. So Duncan, what what are you going to be this week then?
1: Well, I, I I'll try and be something Digimon related, and I've come up with this all by myself, not with any help from Neil.
0: So uh, I am Duncan Man. Hello, listeners. What do you dig evolve into? What's your second and third stage?
1: <sighs> um. Spite war against Robin, second stage, third stage spite war against
0: Neil. Wow, that's pretty much just how the Digimon anime went. It just got less and less innovative as it went along. <laughs> and it is time to duel. But before we get into that, uh, how have you guys been this week? I mean it's been a it's been a week. It's had, you know, seven days in it, and each of those days has ended in a Y. Sounds exciting. Wait
2: to wow the listeners, Neil. Well,
0: what about you, then, Duncan? What exciting things have you done this week?
1: Ah, oh, well, you know, it's had seven days in it, and uh, I don't know. Um, I have been working, and I missed a community day, which is the first one I've missed in a while. It was the only good thing about lockdowns that I actually got to do community days. Yeah, I got a bit wet
0: because the weather in England has been pretty poor this week. And then it's not. And and then it's been pretty poor, and then it's not, and then it's...
1: On on the same day today, I think I got sunburned and soaked within a two-hour period. So, that
0: has been my week. What about you, Robin? Well, my week has, oddly enough, contained eight days, all ending in the letter Q. But I have not done anything else exciting beyond breaking the laws of physics and... Revealing I'm not able to spell very well. (laughs) Work, mostly. I'm excited because I've got next week off. So come back next week when I'll have many exciting adventures, mostly involving probably tidying the house and painting (laughs) and things like that. So yes, very exciting.
2: I mean, tell a lie, my week did involve Resident Evil Village.
0: Ooh, I've seen a lot for that, and it does look really good. I... It's a lot better than seven. Really? Because, I, I, you know, oddly enough, when Village came out, they put Resident Evil Seven on sale, and I just got Resident Evil Seven, and I'm starting to play it now.
2: They're very, they're very different to each other. A lot of people, a lot of reviews that I read after experiencing the whole story have said that it's have said that village is more of the same and that if you like seven you'll like village and if you didn't then you wouldn't. But they are very, very different, where seven is very much this claustrophobic survival horror with its creepiness very grounded. Yeah. Eight is while it's still got the same like first person perspective that seven does, eight is very it's over the top. It's got monsters and all sorts of things. It's it goes to crazy places, and it's better. It's more what I like about the Resident Evil
0: franchise, which is its cookiness, almost B, almost B movie
2: monster funness than you know than the horror. Yeah, I
0: get what you're saying.
2: Strict survival the horror element.
0: Yeah, a lot. I've heard. I've uh, I've seen quite a few people complaining online that they're a bit annoyed at the fact that it's now spoilers it's like werewolves and not zombies or something like that they are
2: called lichens, but their actual nature that will not spoil for anyone but go into it with the questions of how do werewolves and vampires make sense and the game will answer those questions for you
0: yeah but realistically you're shooting made-up creatures they could be whatever they want to be and they can call them whatever they want to call them As long as the game's fundamentally good, then does it really matter? (laughs) Yes, I found it a very, very enjoyable
2: story. Um, Certainly a lot less, not the scariest of the Resident Evils, definitely, apart from this one segment, which is there's there's one part that just makes me go every single time. But yeah.
0: Well, there you go then. Our week has consisted of a review for Resident Evil 8. Go and buy it. (laughs) It's got. Four and a half Pokemons out of five, maybe. <laughs> four and a half Pokeballs. Four and a half Pokeballs, yes. That is how our ranking system is going to work from now on.
1: But what, what happens if it's like four and a half Ultra Balls? That's just silly, Duncan. Yeah, sorry for introducing the element of silly into the podcast,
0: Neil. How dare <laughs> you? This is a serious <laughs> podcast about taxes <laughs> and plumbing, which we should definitely move on to. And in today's episode, or this week's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about P40s and P45s and other documents which start with the letter P and have a number after them. Do you think I like, something you really should be
2: talking about in school, but, you know, that's why you come to us. Don't go to school, listen to us.
0: <laughs> that's not good advice, go to school. But no, we will probably talk about Pokemon. Like we normally do, oddly enough. I mean, that also begins with day. Yeah, true. Maybe Pokemon is secretly just a tax form. <laughs> and as usual, we will be starting with Pokemon Go. And really, there isn't actually a great deal of news this week. We've just, we are just about to finish the uh, big event of the month, the. Xerneas event, so hopefully you've all managed to get your Xerneas and caught as many fairy and dragon types as you need for whatever events and stuff and challenges are doing at the minute. And the start of the Yveltal event starts on the 18th, which is more of the same thing. Yveltal will be available. We covered this all last week on last week's podcast, so this will only be a quick recap. Uh, We've got the Rocket Grunt Challenge. speed and uh, sorry, 25 million Rocket Grunts worldwide. We'll unlock the shiny zigzagoon um and then after that they're unlocking the Sylvia um what's sylveon yeah sylveon sorry the ev evolution sylveon but other than that there isn't really a great deal of news last week we mentioned the gibble community day has been announced we have a date for it now which is june 6th so it'll be the start of june and yeah that's pretty much it for relevant Pokemon news. Obviously, it was the Community Day this Saturday. I managed to catch a couple shiny Swablooms, managed to evolve a couple and have some okay Altarias. I didn't get any four stars unfortunately, which is what I was aiming for. But yeah, it was a Community Day. I got the little Pass thing and I wasn't hugely impressed with it, but yeah, I'm much more looking forward to the uh, Gibble one next week because... Garchomp is one of my favorite pseudo-legendaries. I just think it's a really cool Pokemon. In fact, thinking about it, it's probably is my favorite. It's either that or Tyranitar. Can't really tell between the two. What about you guys? What's your favorite pseudo-legendary? Dragapult. Oh, yeah, Dragapult. Dragapult's good.
2: I just, ever since I first saw the entire line and the fact that it's based on a Diploculus and they made it that it's a fossil Pokemon that instead of you getting it as a fossil, it turned into a ghost. I just think it's fantastic. It's prehistoric. The design is fantastic. And I love the way when it becomes a, a Dracloak and a Dragapult that it fires a little dreamy.
0: Mm, yeah, it's pretty
2: cool. But I will say that Garchomp is very
0: high up on the list. It's a giant shark dragon or something like that. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I probably like it because it's, I mean, realistically one of the actual best Pokemon in the game as well. I know that's a very debatable subject, but it's pretty high up on the list. What about you, Duncan? What's your favourite pseudo-legendary?
1: Uh, I didn't just Google pseudo-legendaries at all, people. But, um... Old,
0: old Dragonite, probably, looking at this list. What? Well, Gen 1 Dragonite?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it's a solid choice, I guess.
1: Yeah. Out of all of them, I think that's probably
0: my favourite. Not Tyranitar, because of how useful it is in Pokemon Go. Uh, You said it, and I thought, I can't just copy you. Oh, you know. You can always pick the right answer, Duncan. (laughs) But yeah, that is all of the Pokemon Go news. Also, check back last week. The Horizon, the sponsored weekend has not yet happened. For some places, check back. You can always check on the Pokemon Go website. They have a link to that if you want to take part in their sponsored weekends. Again, I don't really know a great deal about them. I don't intend on entering them. But if you're interested, go for it. Should be fun. And yeah, like I said, that's it for Pokemon Go. We shall move on to Pokemon card news. Because we actually have a bit of news. A bit of, well, if you live in America, some pretty sad news for you. Which I'm sure if you are listening to this podcast, you probably already know anyway but we will cover it and it is that target has officially announced that they will no longer be selling any pokemon card products in their stores which is especially sad considering we are in the 25 year celebration year still and it's you know again it just makes a hobby that is Very hard to get into at the minute, even harder to get into for people in America. I know, obviously, Walmart still sells them, I believe. But from the looks of it, they might be following suit. Because I imagine all of the issues targets are having are also happening at Walmart. And they're probably just going to be amplified now because all of the issue people are just going to go to Walmart. Because, you know, those people won't learn. They'll still continue doing... Stupid things for bits of cardboard, essentially. But did you did you guys read or hear about some of the reports of what people were actually doing? This is why Targets decided to cancel selling Pokemon.
2: Um, I didn't see the specifics. Only that there were attacks on employees.
0: Yeah, they've got like people getting into fight with employees over like because initially they tried doing it where individuals could only buy one Pokemon product or like you know. Stopping people coming in and emptying shelves essentially, and people were not happy, and they were starting fights, and they were leaving the store and then re-entering the store, trying you know trying to get around it that way. But yeah, there's you've got you've got stories of people putting trackers on people's cars, like the Pokemon card vendors and following them home and then at their house, either attacking them or confronting them about it, trying to, you know, buy from them directly or really scary things for the people involved. And yeah, when you think about it, Pokemon cards are a massive, Pokemon cards is a massive business and makes a lot of money. But you think for companies like Target and Walmart, that's probably not even half a percent of their profits. Really? You think what? <laughs> Uh, an average walmart or stock a couple thousand dollars worth of pokemon cards at any one time even if someone comes in and buys them out every day it's still nothing compared to how much they probably sell and it probably creates more problems for them than any other product in the world so uh, i wouldn't surprise me if they this was a long-term thing they haven't necessarily said how long it's going to be it might be permanent but uh if anyone's listening out there just uh Maybe take this as a warning that we should probably calm down a bit when it comes to trying to buy Pokemon cards. Maybe don't clear the shelves all the time and create riots. Yeah, riots are bad. Hot take there, Neil. Quote me on that. Ooh, how you ever get into politics now with a quote that controversial. Next you'll be telling me that uh, murder's good. Depends who you're murdering. (laughs) Now you can't get into politics. Sorry, everyone in America all of you people who listen maybe go somewhere else but i would say try and buy everything you can from the pokemon center website but they are taking steps to combat scalpers and resellers and everyone else of that nature by uh, then i'm not entirely sure how it's going to work i did find something about it if i can pull it up but essentially the pokemon center online is creating a They call it, they're going, they're calling it a lottery where creating a lottery to try and deter people from buying essentially on release date, just buying up the whole stock straight away. So instead of one person buying everything, you essentially, everyone will buy a ticket to potentially buy from them. And if you manage to get it, like you'll get the product you paid for. I'm not entirely sure how this is going to work. Maybe it'll be the solution. I don't really like it because I wouldn't consider myself a scalper. I would consider myself a collector. But on pre-order, I'd only like to buy probably more than the average person would buy in in a bulk order at the start. Because normally what will happen is you'll pre-order a set... And then like two or three weeks after it comes out you'll get a shortage and the prices will rise and they'll kind of sit there again so you'll buy a set and the pack will come out it'll be like i don't know you could get it pre-order for like two three pound each but then after it's released it starts circulating it uh kind of goes up to like four or five pound a pack and apparently the lottery system is already implemented it was implemented as of may the 14th we are recording this on the 16th because i remember dates peek behind the curtain there but yeah what do you guys think about a lottery system to buy pokemon cards yes no maybe if it weren't for the fact that scalping is such
2: a massively prevalent thing at the moment i'd say it's a bad thing but when you look at just the way everything has gone in the last year you look at the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, and now you just look at things. I, I say generic in you know in the fact that packs of cards, uh, you know, compared to a
0: games console, are, yeah, are quite a medium thing. But when you're looking when you at a look 500 at that, pound console, spectrum, everything is
2: falling victim to excessive sleaze with the people who are just buying up everything to sell it on at an inflated price. So. While it's a little bit anti-consumer, it might be the only way to serve the consumer.
0: Yeah, I get what you said. Like, it makes it you still you're still going to end up with disappointed people who are just genuinely trying to collect, not getting the product because they were unlucky, and a large amount of scalpers getting the product that they'll be able to resell. But you will sort of lower, as like shorten the gap a bit, so you'll get more scalpers missing out and more people actually getting what they're going after. Part well, of the problem is part well, of the problem is the bots as well. The people that got bots that are able to add things to baskets in seconds of them becoming live. It's, you know, yeah, it's there's, there's lots
2: of things that need to be combated because ever since ever since the world ended, things have you know just become really bad for the consumer.
0: I've actually got quite a a really sad story that has nothing to do with pokemon but uh i I think i told you I don't think i've ever told you neil did i ever tell you about the person who at the peak of the pandemic in the uk we have a big shopping center big shopping supermarket chain over here called asda you can pre-book shopping to be delivered to your house and they were kind of pushing that at the time elderly people and you know, sick people who obviously couldn't go to the shops because of COVID. And there was someone out there trying, who used bots to buy up all of the time slots for a day for these deliveries and was trying to sell the time slots to people on Facebook. That's uh, how bad scalping has got. It's not just consoles and Pokemon cards. It's time slots for shopping for elderly people. And uh, ASDA released a statement saying it's impossible to do this, they would require. But like you were saying, with bots and things like that, it's very easy to do now. The problem is
2: some things are a bit too automated. You know, we've got automated algorithms that check these things. That You know, we've got bots that do the bot checks. You kind of need less automation. You actually need people
0: to be... Yeah,
2: manually sat there at a computer checking all these things, and I know that sounds like a really dull, thankless job, but I'd do it. (laughs) Yeah, it does. But it's just a general thing, like it. It seems like people are trying to use bots to fight bots, but no, you just need people to manually check everything. Yeah, you know, maybe you have to actually be on a live chat with a real person to book your slots in general so that the person so that they know that it's a real person getting these slots same with these deliveries as well you know yeah it might
0: take a couple of minutes to do an order instead of doing it instantly in a couple of seconds but you know what maybe some people could do with learning some more patience maybe there's not enough patience in the world getting philosophical again Neil I know I know I'm old just to swing it back around, the first few products that they will be putting on the quote unquote lottery system is uh, for anyone interested. They will be this lottery system will be from obviously, like I said, May the fourteenth to Wednesday, May the nineteenth. And the products they will have available are Sword and Shield enhanced expansion packs for EV Heroes. Sword and Shield enhanced expansion packs for the EV Hero set. I'm not entirely sure what the difference is between those two, but... Sword and Shield VMAX Special Set EV Heroes. I'm assuming it's all Japanese product, because I've got no idea what any of these are. Yeah,
2: EV Heroes is not an English language
0: set. And the last one is Sword and Shield High Class Deck Double Box Gengar VMAX and Inteleon VMAX. So essentially what's going to happen is you can put a pre-order in for those, and... If you are eligible, it will basically go, cool, you've won the lottery, now pay when they uh, draw the numbers. How exactly they're going to do that, I don't know. They probably won't reveal that to avoid people being able to try and use bots to exploit it. It's um, Like I said, it's a bit sad that in this, like you say, it's a 25-year celebration and all these implements are coming in to stop people from being able to buy cards and spread them out it's a little sad really but hopefully things will get better Uh, apparently market trending is pokemon is starting to decline now from its overhyped popularity i'm assuming most people know that in like neil said in the past year or two years pokemon has been taking a very steep like climb in popularity and up in the markets and selling and things like that down to um there's a few things really uh there's been so a couple high profile youtubers got some traction from selling bigger cards like neil said earlier of people during the pandemic trying to find a way to make a quick but if you will um thinking pokemon's the way to do it when it really isn't it's not easy to make money with pokemon I would not recommend it. And yeah, that has started to, we are plateauing and hopefully returning to some kind of normalcy because the Pokemon company are also saying they are really struggling to keep up with the demand at the minute, which to me would indicate that they knew this was a bubble that was going to pop and not just the new norm for Pokemon, if that makes sense. Like they've not invested in a new production line because they know in six months time, they probably won't need it. Yeah, and that's the
2: sense of, from a business point of view, that's very sensible. You don't want to
0: chase a, a fad. Yeah. And then put all that money
2: into building a factory, put all that money into hiring the people, sorting out the machinery, and having the demand decline at a point. Yeah. And needing to shut that down and lay people off and blah, 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 blah,
0: blah. The one good news from that is they, they recognise it and they've also said that They intend to start reprinting. Again, we reported this a bit ago. They were going to reprint some older ones. But they say over the next few months, they're going to focus on trying to reprint. Now that the demand for the new product is dropping, they're going to essentially start reprinting their older stuff again. So if you maybe did miss out on a few sets because of no cards in your area, blah, blah, all the issues that have been recently, maybe wait a couple months and they'll shelves will be filled again with all of the... They're not going to reprint super old sets. I think the oldest one they were on about reprinting was Cosmic Eclipse. Yeah, everything from Sword and Shield should start up again. Yeah. Uh, It
2: happened a few years ago, actually, as well. Um, One of the XY sets. um, I want to say uh, Roaring Skies. That was a set that got devoured from the shops because it had an extremely valuable... Shaman EX chase card in that. I'm assuming it was was a card that if I remember correctly,
0: when you put it onto your when you put it into play, you can basically like fill up your bench. I can can see that being very valuable. Ridiculous ability.
2: You paired it with a Rayquaza EX in that No, sorry. You paired it with a trainer card in that set, Skyfield, I think it was called. Which allowed you to extend your bench to eight instead of six. Yeah. And then you had a Rayquaza that did more damage based on how full your bench was. That was basically that was like every deck in the Metap at that point. Yeah. Like but that set vanished very quickly. It was hugely in demand because of its chase cards. But a few months down the line they did a whole new print run of it. You know, it was two or three sets old by that point, but they still do reprint these things. Which it I has. mean, it ain't great if you're somebody that's trying to play competitively. I mean, not the playing competitively is easy right now, but you know, it'll still be in standard, so you'll be fine. You might just miss out on a few tournaments, but it, it's definitely good for you know the collectors.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Like you say, there's. Uh, I'm still missing um, a few from Rebel Clash and Dancer Ablaze, but like I got in. Just as Sword and Shield base set was being released, and I missed loads some Sword of Shield. So I'd be happy to get some more base set at market price. That would be great for me, personally. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are pretty very excited to get their hands on some of the, uh, I say older sets. The mod More modern sets. More recent modern sets. Vivid Voltage was the point where everything sort of started selling out within like yeah, two think- set. Because it was
2: pretty easy to still get Darkness of Blaze, but then Vivid Voltage
0: and Battle Styles were just like and chilling you were rain. lucky. You were very lucky if you got an Elite Trainer Box from those sets. And uh, Chilling Rain is also going to have that issue. Just uh, again, we reported it back, but um, yeah, pre-orders for Chilling Rain pretty much essentially went up and were gone in minutes the day it got released. Chilling Rain is also going to be another one where probably not going to get any unfortunately and if you do you'll be very lucky so hopefully they'll be reprinting some chilling rain and vivid voltage and things like that talking about things getting printed uh it has just been announced that the most recent series of pokemon manga for those of you who actually read it is actually getting its english release this year uh um i believe in August I'll get the exact date up now August 10th yeah it's um it'll just be called Pokemon Sword and Shield and it'll all be called volume one volume two going on and it's expected I imagine it'll sell in a lot of places but the big one is it will be available on Amazon so everyone should be able to access it and it is rumored that it will be at its average price of $4.99 which is about right from manga these days of just a kind of big popular casual run i know i know they can vary from the size but yeah hopefully everyone should be able to get them. i don't think this is probably one of the pokemon products out there that probably won't get scalped too bad but you never know uh i have been seeing some things that apparently there is some people trying to scalp manga but it doesn't really happen too much it just keeps getting printed and printed and printed so, are you guys going to get the um, Pokemon Sword and Shield manga? I know how much you two oh, are into your mangas. mangas. Yeah, I don't think one I'll be getting. Will you, Robin? Um, probably not. It, I don't. Surprisingly enough, I would actually really like to get the original series, the original Pokemon Adventures manga, because apparently they are like crazy. Like, they are weird. Yeah, they're really, like, graphic and violent. Like, it's like Pokemon battles. It's like, no, 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 there's no Pokemon battles. We just straight up murder each other. But they are, again, because of their age, it was released when Pokemon was released. So it's like, I don't think it's quite as old as Pokemon. So it's not quite 25 years old. But you're talking a 20-year-old book that, again, probably wasn't collected really that well. It's very hard to get your hands on now. But, yeah, it's like crazy different. I'm assuming this manga won't be that different from the actual Pokemon Sword and Shield story. If I find one, I might get the first one, see what it's about, but I doubt it. I haven't really read a manga in a couple years, really. If you are interested, I have a list of American shops that will be selling them. It's obviously going to be sold on Amazon. It'll be sold in Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million. I'm assuming they're big book chains in America. I assume over here in the UK if we're gonna get them We will get them in Waterstones, that's what it's called. However, someone looking for manga and don't know where to get them, Waterstones will normally have a small anime section. Or lucky enough to live near a Forbidden Planet. Oh yeah, Forbidden Planet, they normally have them, but I think with Forbidden Planet, they normally have a bit of a mark upon them, but beggars can't be choosers, I guess. And that is the news for the week. Katy Perry. Oh yes, Katy Perry. I did forget something no, he he important. No, he said he wanted to know if he forgot something important.
1: <laughs> the main event, I assumed he was leaving <laughs> until last, because he was he was building up for the moment.
0: So we finally got the musical collaboration between Katy Perry and Pokemon, and it was a song called Electric, or Electrophiles, or something like that. Have you guys actually listened to it? I have. No, I mm. haven't.
1: My wife was on the, like, 12-hour countdown for when the song was released.
0: Uh, what do you think about it, then?
1: I think it it is not a Pokemon song.
0: No, it is not a Pokemon song.
1: music video for it is like, look, there's Pikachu, but it is nothing about Pikachu. We're not even going to use Pikachu really in it to do anything particularly important. it's just in the backdrop of a different story about... Katy Perry as a young singer.
0: Yes. It's also, I don't think it's a very good song. Really interesting. I I like a few of Katy Perry's songs. I'm not the biggest Katy Perry fan in the world, but she's got a few good ones, like more her older stuff than her newer stuff. I don't really like any of her newer stuff. But yeah, this one to me just was, I felt just generic pop. That's probably the easiest way to describe it. I feel like
1: she was told we need you to write this song, so she wrote the song. It wasn't like, I don't know how I how I imagine songwriters, they kind of go, oh, I've got a really good idea for a song, let's do this. Whereas I felt like it was, you need to write a song, so she did.
2: Yeah. Controversial statement, but did she write the song?
0: Uh, Probably not. Are you Googling it, Duncan? I am. Yeah. yeah uh... I say that not to be derogatory, but... Oh, no, it's a very fair a question. And and, uh, very... Lots of things getting get involved no it is a very fair so question what it sounds like is they did the same but they've basically just done what they did with that post
2: malone concert and it's just basically nothing to do with pokemon we've just gotten somebody
0: involved that will get different types of audiences exposed to pokemon. yeah that's yeah hits hits the nail on the head there neil it's um I would argue that I suppose this one has more to do with Pokemon than the Post Malone one did. But realistically, you are very much splitting hairs there because this one's called uh, Electric. And obviously, it is based around... Well, I say based around. It is not based around Pikachu in the slightest. But Pikachu is in, like, all of the promotion for it. Whereas, obviously, the Post Malone one was called something... I don't even think that was Pokemon. Yeah, Only Wanna Be With You, which, yeah. Um, I would like you to guess how many people wrote that song. Seventeen. I was going to say six. Ooh, Neil, seven. You don't include Katy Perry. Well, I mean... Seven, Seven people to write that song. It takes a big group of people to write something that generic, I guess. And again i'm I'm, I, I'm very down on it but it's kind of one of these things of when it was announced i was kind of hoping for more i just hope for
1: a pokemon
0: song not we'll stick po
1: we'll, we'll say it's a pokemon song i think that's what i'm disappointed
0: uh, i would have even been happy if they just did a cover of the original anime theme song you know what i mean yeah yeah that's where my standards were at so what you're saying is if we released a cover of that song, we'd be automatically be better than both of them. We'd also probably be automatically sued by Nintendo. <laughs> like, very quickly. Nintendo do not mess around. They portray themselves as a family friendly company, but they are the first one to sue you if you mess with their properties in the slightest. This is this is true. I'm surprised we haven't received a cease and desist letter yet. Give it time give it time. And I believe that is all of the news for the week then. No, oh, no, actually, no. Wait, wait, wait. How many balls would you give it out of five, Duncan? <laughs> like, what's the
1: lowest Like, you can give? Like, a half, a quarter?
0: An acorn. Because then that's <laughs> not quite, that's like, that's not quite a ball yet. <laughs> yeah, that. I will give it a white acorn out of five balls. <laughs> oh, I don't... <sighs> That is such an old mechanic. I'm surprised they didn't bring it but they don't really have it. They don't really have it anymore, do they? Yeah, it's in Sword and Shield. Is it?
2: Yeah, I... the apricorns are in Sword
0: and Shield. I completed that whole yeah. game and did not notice that at all. <laughs> in the Isle of Armor in the Isle of
2: Armor, um the Urshifu and Yeah they brought back they brought back they brought
0: back apricorns and you can turn them into Pokeballs in the um in a thingy. <sighs>
2: Shows how much I pay attention. It's just, it's a lot more difficult to do it because it's percentage based when you'll
0: get a Pokeball from it. But oh, I did, I did it's use that. I did use that, but I just, I just put <laughs> random stuff in it and just hoped for the best. And then when I realized that I wasn't getting anything good, I just stopped.
2: Yeah, you're like you're putting like, five white ap- you're putting like five white apricorns and you know, you've know, got like a 1% chance of getting the fast ball from it, but
0: still it was brought back. I'll just get one of each apricorn ball from the ball guy throughout the story. Yeah, that is it for this week's news. And we shall move on to our weekly review of the episodes. Episode 17, I believe. Yes, 17. Yes. And as we alluded to last week and Neil alluded to a couple weeks ago, I don't remember how many, but the Bill episode. We got the Isle of the Giant Pokemon, which had a lot of giant Pokemon in it.
2: I love it when the title's not a
0: lie. I mean, kind of did. We'll get into it. So, starting with it, it's the continued story from last week's, where we got the Gyarados destroying the raft that they were all on, and we find Ash, Misty, and Brock washed upon. island and ash realizes that he only has two of his pokeballs so he's missing basically the three starter pokemon and pikachu we also find out that team rocket have washed up as well and they are missing both their pokemon who apparently they got for christmas and a birthday last year which i'm pretty sure gets disputed later on in the episode but doesn't matter and also meowth is not there and we get them essentially wandering around the island looking for each other bulbasaur is it instantly goes to the fact that Ash has just abandoned them and doesn't love them anymore, which I guess goes with Bulbasaur's character a little bit. Where Yeah, he did grow up
2: in the abandoned Pokemon village and was possibly abandoned by a trainer before
0: then. Yeah, but so was Charmander. So was Charmander and Charmander wasn't like Yeah, Ash straight up abandoned us. Hmm. Anyway, Team Rocket managed to find a phone booth in which they call Giovanni, and he essentially calls them stupid and tells them never to call this number again, which I thought was quite funny. Because instead of just asking for help, they just start reciting their motto down the phone, after calling him at like 6 in the morning. Yeah. On Collect as well, which no. for all of you youngins out there, Collect is where the person who picks up the phone, has to pay for it. Ask your mum and dad about it. They'll tell you all about it, I guess. Or maybe your grandparents at this point. Uh, Getting back to the episode, uh, we later find that... uh, What's the first one they see? It's the the Pokemon encounter a giant Rhydon with red eyes, and it starts charging towards them. And all through the episode, we kind of get introduced to these giant pokemon and uh the ones we see you see a giant pikachu which team rocket tried to capture because they think it's a mirage as it's running towards them until they realize that it's too big and it destroys the phone booth that they're in well they're not in at the time they managed to escape before that but we see a a giant zapdos and a giant moltres a giant charizard blastoise venusaur and it ultimately ends in Oh, yes, and a Kabutops. I completely forgot about that. Which, when you think about it, is a very weird collection of Pokemon to have. Maybe they have more, as in, but they just seem to wander off towards lighthouses without any explanation. <laughs> and, yeah, it ends with Jesse and James jumping in a minecart, and it's zooming off. Uh, with a cable behind them that catches the Kabuto's foot and drags it along with them. And it's destroying everything in its path and collects the Pikachu along the way. And Ash and Misty and Brock fall into the minecart as well. And it essentially ends with kind of like a Fast and a Furious style dual running way where the Pokemon are running ...the same direction and it, they have to jump into the minecart... ...and they end up dragging all the Pokemon... ...they collect the Charizard and Blastoise and Venusaur behind them... ...and it ends with the Pokemon jumping in... ...all being safe and then... ...them going off like a ramp part of the roller coaster... ...and the Pokemon getting destroyed and they all fall into the water... ...and then we find out that it's just a theme park called... ...is it Poke World or something... It was just called Pokemon Land. Pokemon Land, yeah. And it's just a big theme park with all robotic, giant Pokemon in it. And obviously Ash and Misty and Brock and Team Rocket get saved. But the funniest part of the episode is probably when they then ring up Giovanni again and it's revealed that it is his his theme park that he invested millions into and now he's ruined, which I I had completely <laughs> forgotten about. I as well and yeah kind of a fun episode to have but i was a little there was uh, again it felt like to me that they had an episode but they only had maybe 15 minutes of content and there was just a lot of nothing in the episode for instance there's one section where they're all sat at a bar and it slowly zooms out for a good like 40 seconds on this one still oh, image a, i didn't get i did not get that scene like at all like why is there a stand there? Yeah. Why is that stand being mined by a slow bro? Yeah.
2: Why have we just spent like nearly two minutes of this episode just there?
0: Yeah. Doesn't progress. 100% that felt to me that, like I said, it's they okay, had. Have... They like, quick, shove a scene in there. Other than that, fun episode. Didn't really seem all that important. Very fillery. Moving on to Journeys. Another episode that. Uh, uh, the start felt very fillery to me and I was ready to kind of zone out and not really pay attention but towards the end it became quite an important episode. So the episode starts with Scorebunny and Pikachu having a battle so they can improve their training. The uh, Darmanitan that Go caught a couple episodes back turns up and basically says to Scorebunny he needs to use a fire attack and it's revealed that Scorbunny is not able to do a fire attack. Everyone has a good laugh at him and basically bullies him. Go then kind of just says, oh, well, if you can't do something, just give up. It doesn't matter, which is a great message great to tell kids. Uh, school buddy runs off to try and do a fire attack. He kind of manages to do one and he runs to try and find Go again. Go and Ash have left to try and find some Pokemon. They search all the way around the city and they are unable to find any of them. Scorbunny spends the entire time trying to show Go that he can do a fire attack, but Go isn't paying attention to him until eventually they sit on a bench and they run into a Pelipper, just randomly sat on a park bench somewhere. And Scorbunny points to Go. Go then sees the Pelipper, chases after it, and he manages to... You know what, actually? I've just found a really weird link in this episode. There's another phone box in this episode. Yeah, I was going to say... I, you know what, I hadn't realised that. Despite the fact I literally watched the episodes one after each other. But uh, yeah, anyway, they uh, enter a phone box and it's Team Rocket's secret hideout where they have been playing a game where they say evil things. It's like evil word association um, game. Very weird. In which Jessie loses because she says fair play. Which obviously isn't an evil thing to say. So yeah, it turns out that that episode's slow bro shack moment yes it very much did
2: although it did amuse me when what be like every time the camera just moved to wabba fett it's like
0: wabba well yeah like how do we know wabba not saying something anymore i mean to be fair we probably know wabba could just be a massive racist for the inter- <laughs> through every series wabba just a massive racist we don't know which race to probably just humans in general but anyway, yeah, we find out that the Pelipper that Go has been chasing is the one that contains the Team Rocket evil Pokeball dispenser. And they have, this is at this exact moment, Ash turns up and they decide that they're going to have a battle and they decide that the best two Pokemon to have against a Pikachu and a Bunny are two water Pokemon, essentially. Well, they don't decide that. It's, you know... Well, yes, it's just random, but it's not really random. Gacha machine know. But we see the return of the Toodle that they catch, that they caught in an episode, a couple episodes ago. The one with the uh, Dynamax Dreadnought, which was a nice callback, I suppose. Scorbunny ignores Go and decides to use his fire move. It doesn't work. He gets defeated by the Toodle's Water Gun. Pikachu, surprisingly enough, manages to defeat the two Water Types. Team Rocket go blasting off. Go basically has a go at Scorbunny for not listening to him. And then Scorbunny runs away, saddened, goes to try and learn how to do the fire move again in a park. Can't do it, but Go notices when he kicks a rock, it becomes a bit fiery. They try to confront Scorbunny, he runs off again, bumps into Team Rocket again, who have the Toodle out. And Go and Scorbunny decide that they're gonna to work together to try and defeat it. Scorbunny listens to Go and like kind of makes Scorbunny creep. Friction heat with its feet by doing a quick attack, but standing still. And I'm not entirely sure if this is a dub error or something, because I genuinely thought they were going to go with Scorbunny's or Cinderace's uh, special move, which is called. Yeah, I did wonder if they were going to to say this, this is Pyro Ball. Yeah, that because that's 100 what uh, it looked like. Yeah, but then it's like I don't
2: think, but they can only know Pyro Ball as a Cinderace. So I think this is just their way of sort of homaging the evolutionary line.
0: Maybe they're gonna te—they're teasing it maybe. I don't know. Either way, they say that he is able to learn ember by kicking a ball kicking a stone that's caught on fire. And they defeat the Toodle with it. After that, Scorbunny then evolves into a Raboot, and we get the kind of the shot where Go goes to high-five him. But the Raboot ignores him and just walks away, implying that we're getting a disobedient Raboot and maybe Go has to win it back or something. I guess we will find out. And that's pretty I much... Go was being a deck. I mean, yeah, like literally he was like, you're just not, you're just not good Scorbunny. You can use quick attack. What else do you need to know? Like, you can use Quick Attack and Double Kick. It's not like a Fire-type needs to have a Fire-type move or anything. Yeah, so I enjoyed the Indigo episode, like I said earlier, but I don't really think... It also annoyed me by the fact of they clearly didn't have enough material to make the episode and the Journeys one. The beginning felt very fillery and unimportant, but then turned into an important episode, so I'm not really sure which one I preferred this week.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. It's like, as you said, the Indigo one had that moment with the shack, and then that moment at the end where that other slowpoke evolved.
0: Yeah, that was just. Which sort is of... just like, why is that there? Like, what does what does that mean? Is 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 that you know? Is it a reference to, to something that culturally doesn't translate, or is it just literally
2: like the weed came up a bit too short on time and. Instead of bothering to write episodes for the actors, we'll just shove a scene in there that looks weirdly out of
0: place. I mean, I'm guessing it's meant to be like, I got the kind of like old businessmen Tokyo karaoke bar vibes from that scene. But even even if that's what they were going for and I understood that, it did not fit in the episode at all considering just moments before we had that scene where they were sat around a campfire eating foods from like fruits from a leaf they could have quite easily have smashed those two ideas together and it made perfect sense but instead we just get this really weird out of place thing that i know it's a cartoon but pokemon generally have a pretty consistent reality where like you know what you know what you're gonna get that just was just show out of left field for pokemon i just yeah it was just it was just weird
2: just kind of very confusing but yeah you're very you're very much spot on with the journeys episode as well where the fact that until well literally until the moment score bunny evolves it's very much a fillery episode maybe the pokemon x learns a new attack episode yeah and i think something that disappointed me quite a bit with the journeys episode was another one of those moments that gave me the what could have been feeling where you know you saw team rocket with the tutel and it's like had they done things differently with journeys and done a straight up Sword and Shield series, we could have had Team Rocket actually catch that Tootle for themselves. And had it be something that they had, you know, every episode and had it grow and develop as a character in and of itself. Yeah. It just sort of gave me that glimpse of like I like what's going on there, but the problem is I know Tootled won't be in won't be in every appearance with Team Rocket.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it might be nice. There's things that it could have been. It could have been the next like Victory Bell, but with Jesse, Carnivine, a Marini that you
2: know the bites on the bites on Team Rocket.
0: Yeah, I get I get what you're saying there. It's a bit, but I feel like unfortunately that's just a casualty of how this series is going to be from now on. And I think uh, you, you've uh, got to change your expectations, just, I guess. The problem is just. It's not a problem the way they've decided to do journeys. It's just a problem when they accidentally remind me how different journeys could have been had they not done it this way. Well, I suppose the real question is then, what is everyone going to vote for this week? I think this week. Quick, quick, just a quick one. Uh, where are we on? Who is winning? Is it a draw again? It's a draw again. It's a draw it's again. Eight, eight. so i think stacking the two up
2: together they're very much even in terms of one was a lot more enjoyable that was the indigo episode whereas the journeys episode was a lot more important going forward Yeah. because you've seen scorpion evolve and a change in personality whereas the indigo episode was just like just a coda to them to the shipwreck it's like they've been washed out of the ocean they've landed on dry land Yeah, but it's fine. It was sort of like just a little epilogue to that story. Yeah. So, but I think this week I'm I'm going to vote for what was the more enjoyable experience and go with Indigo. Ooh. They're very much, as I said, one was more enjoyable, but one was more important. So they're kind of on even footing that way. So I'm going to just, as I said, I'm going to vote with my heart and go for what was... The more fun episode
0: to watch. I know which one I'm going to go for. Which one are you going to go for, Duncan? Or do you want to be the deciding vote?
1: Um, Gives away my vote if I say what I'm going
0: to do, Robin. But if you want to put more attention on it... I am going to go for Journeys this week. I, I 100% agree with what Neil said. The Indigo was more fun. Journeys was more important. But like I've said before... I really don't like filler and there was a lot of filler in the Indigo episode and it annoys me. So It's kind of
2: interesting, they were sort of,
0: they're sort of the opposites to each other,
2: like you, the Indigo episode kind of starts off as if it's important. Because
0: it's the big conclusion to them being in the Twister. Yeah, and, and then it just... turns it turns filler, whereas the Journeys
2: episode starts up like it's going to be filler and,
0: and ends up important to the last five minutes. With a phone booth in the middle of it. It's when the change yeah, ever happens. it's like
2: It's sort of like how we had evolutions happening in the same weeks and catches happening in the same weeks. Now we've got phone booths in the same weeks.
0: But yeah, I'm going to go with Journeys just because Journeys didn't annoy me. It's literally... I, that's literally the only reason I'm going for journeys this week. So, Duncan, you have the deciding vote. Um,
1: I am going to go for Indigo. Uh, I watched these episodes with an eight-year-old, and like you say, the enjoyment, the Indigo was the clear winner for, uh, like a good time episode like you say it doesn't really put an indent in the series but me and the eight year old were like oh that's really funny and "Oh, I quite kind of like that rather than the other one that we were like like you said it didn't look like it was mounting up to anything and then at the end we were a bit like oh, but if i was going to say which one should we watch
0: the next episode of she said the indigo so that yeah. is why i'm going for that i suppose she probably doesn't have the nostalgia fact that we have so her vote's probably more valid than all 3 uh. Well, there you have it. I- again, I-, I completely agree with you two. Like, it is both very equal footing. It's just uh, my personal preference of... I watched that scene and I was just like... Mm, yeah, all right. Yeah, finish the scene. Yeah, I-, I, just had the whole, I just had the whole sort of... What is that? And
2: then at the end when that slow bro stood up... And I was just like... Why is there a yeah. 35 second segment... Of a slowpoke standing up and revealing itself to now be a slow bro just looking at the camera like what is that it just it didn't annoy me as 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 such but just confused me
0: so indigo is the winner this week
2: oh and just to, we alluded to the dragonite from the lighthouse mystery episode my theory is that it is a wandering robot from that park
0: I mean yeah that would make perfect sense when you think about it did they never actually put the pokedex to it but i imagine the pokedex wouldn't have told them anyway because it probably had like a speck of mud on it or something somewhere (laughs) clearly but yeah that is um that now puts indigo back in the lead eight nine again a lot closer than i was expecting it to be but we are as i remember correctly we have a few more sort of fillery indigo episodes to go until we get to the next batch. So, maybe Journey has a chance to catch up.
2: Fun fact about the next Indigo episode. This episode aired once and then was subsequently banned. It was heavily edited for its English release and then subsequently banned. You will not find this episode on Netflix. Or, I don't even know if it even made it onto dvd releases
0: well i'm watching on netflix so that might be an issue uh, i
2: will is I it i will find i will find it for you don't worry i'll make sure you watch the correct episode
0: 18. what's uh what, what episode because obviously i've had a look the next episode as far as i'm aware is the tentacle episode nope No. Nope. the next episode is beauty and the beach oh yeah i know the episode that you're on about now yeah heavily edited for its English release release only aired once Yeah, you might have to send me a link to that one, because I I doubt we're gonna be able to find that. Yeah.
2: Um it's definitely not been ported onto things like Netflix.
0: Yeah. I can see why. That's what I said
2: it was a heaven we got we in English got a very heavily edited version of the episode. Alright. But then it was subsequently banned for still being peppery for some people. But it did it did edit out some of the (laughs) some of the more controversial elements.
0: Well, we'll get into that next week, and that'll be it for this week. And as always, I have been the king of games, Robin, and I have sent you two to the Shadow Realm. Well, jokes on you, because I can just use the Dragon Balls to wish my way out of it.
2: <sighs> I've got a bad feeling I'm just stuck in it.
0: <laughs> de evolve and <sighs> not a lot. I mean, like you can like you can turn into like yellow poop. <sighs> Score, that's a big trick. Did you guys ever play like the Digimon World video game on like the PlayStation? Yeah. That was like a really good game. But like nine times out of ten, because I was like eight at the time, all I could ever do was get my Pokemon to evolve into the poop Pokemon, which was awful. And I could never advance. <laughs> but anyway, I shouldn't be talking to you two, you're in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> or oh, fun fact, in the Japanese, the, he just straight up killed them. There was no Shadow Realm. He just killed them. So there you go. Bit of Yu-Gi-Oh in your Pokemon podcast. Anyway, that's it for this week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And if you'd like any more content out there, you can always search for myself at Robin underscore Collects on YouTube and TikTok. The same goes for Duncan. You can find him on TikTok at Yadoing. That's been it for everyone at the Gala Region News at 8. Good luck hunting, everyone. And remember, stay safe.